It's time for todaystocks.com with host Pat Ballin. Dwayne Parnham joins us. He's the executive chairman and CEO of Madison Metals. Dwayne, great to see you again. It's an honor. Thank you, Pat. How you been? Congratulations on the listing on the CSC. Thank you. It's another achievement, uh, another founding company of mine that uh, we were able to get listed by, by an IPO, uh, Madison Metals, symbol G-R-E-N, listed on the CSE. So we're, we're quite pleased and proud to uh, present this to our shareholders. Yeah. Tell me about the exciting opportunities that are being presented specifically in Kenora and Namibia. And they're worlds apart, literally. Yeah, well, you know, my experience is, is quite global. Um, we, uh, we have the Madison Metals as an SPB that was created through a series of transactions that have been very rewarding to our shareholders. And this is another example of us using those uh, strategies to assemble great projects in the uranium space, which I'm familiar with, and, and, uh, and Dr. Lane on our board and, and, our, uh, and our uranium advisor um, have been able to assemble. So yeah, Kenora, Ontario is our listing project. Is a project that we worked on back in the uh, mid 2000s. And then of course, my experience from Forces Metals with Valencia uh, gravitate me easily to, uh, to Namibia where there's, where there's more exciting opportunities there. Are they both open bit style? Yeah, so we're using a geological model called, you know, similar to the Rossing, which is uh, probably the largest open cast uranium mine in the world. It's been operating for better than 48 years. Uh, consistently producing about 5,000 ton of U308 a year. So that model is not so much popular to the Canadians because we have these, these high-grade, uh, you know, MacArthur River type deposits in Saskatchewan, which Dr. Lane, by the way, was uh, familiar with when he worked with Arriva. Um, but these Rossing-type models are very, very exciting. They are abundant and they're around the world. It's just nobody's really looking for them. And we have particular expertise that uh, enables us to, to maybe fast track one or two of these opportunities in Madison. What are the challenges that are unique to both? Uh, and I'm thinking about geography and transportation and uh, regulatory and those kinds of things. All, all those things, very important, environmental, very important, but grade, I think singly is the, uh, is the key factor to a Rossin model. These are low-grade deposits that are, are economically sensitive. Um, so, you know, in low-price uranium environments, they're not so popular. But when price of uranium, which we feel we're in, we're in a very strong fundamental uh, situation again, where 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 we're seeing uranium prices increase, um, these types of deposits that we're, we we know of uh, become exciting again and, and ones that people should pay attention. But no challenges getting the product to market or refining or those kinds of things. Metallurgically, very simple. Uh, the grade is again is is the is the important factor in them from the economic point perspective. Um, but you know, a mine goes through the same challenges uh, regardless of if you're looking for uranium, gold, copper. Um, all of those other elements of bringing these into production play play a factor into the success of the project. Um, but I like Namibia particularly because hey, I have experience there, 30 some odd years uh, developed uh, Valencia from, you know, from a historical resource to a licensed mine. 
Uh, it's in care and maintenance waiting for the economics to turn, but um, very, very familiar with Namibia. It, it's accessible. It has all of the elements, the right uh, jurisdiction, political support and everything that uh, you know could make a successful story. Out of, uh, How did uh, Kenora drop into your lap then? Uh, Kenora is a project we worked on um, in 2007. It's got the uh, all the geological earmarks of uh, Rossing. Uh, it's a um, district scale land package. There's an old historical uranium mine on the project. So it, it's good hunting ground, a little more challenging than Namibia, but nonetheless, it's, it's a very interesting project for us. How, how so more challenging though? Oh, access. So, uh, you know, it's Canadian, uh, rugged terrain. Um, you know, the, uh, the landscape here is a little bit different than Namibia in the sense that, you know, you have uh, indigenous groups that also pay, play a factor into the success of the project, uh, access to particular areas because of the, uh, the terrain, the, the water and all that stuff. Where Namibia, we basically drive from one end of, to the other country and we can, uh, we can explore a lot easier there. Uh, okay, you touched on them briefly, but uh, talk to me about the fundamentals of uranium and the uranium marketplace right now. Where are we in the, I guess you wouldn't call it a cycle, but um, in the evolution of uranium? Yeah, well, I mean, look, when I, uh, look, <laughs> in 2006, when I first started in the uranium business, you know, spot price was somewhere around $10. Um, and, and, you know, we got our hands on Valencia and Namibia. It was a 20 million pound historical resource. We applied our managerial, technical, financial expertise. And um, today it's about a 200 million pound deposit. Um, but during that time, you know, Forces was built with $15,000, somewhere in there. As a startup, we got it to about 860 million market cap during a time where the cycle of uranium went from 10 to basically $140 a pound. And what we're seeing today is another similar cycle whereby, you know, we've had another depressing uranium market over the last 10 years or so. And we're starting to see those fundamentals strengthen up again. A lot of it's by um, the fact that the EV market is starting to play a big factor into energy costs, um, you know, and just um, demand is increasing. Uh, a lot of countries are, uh, classifying uranium as a, as a green uh, energy source. So there's just a lot more investment attraction to, uh, to uranium these days. Um, you're also seeing a change in a political sense of where uranium is now being reaccepted as an energy source. So uh, I think those fundamentals will continue to be strong. And I think it's at a time where, you know, mining demand, mining supply is decreasing. Uh, due to these low costs. So uh, I think we've got another great economic storm coming and I, and I see, um, you know, upside in, in spot price of uranium. You know, it's amazing how the geopolitics play into the stock markets though in particular, you've got lots of experience in the mining space. Is it different having a public company that's in the uranium mining space? Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's so few of us. So I, I think from the competitive perspective, um, it's it's a good time to start another uranium company. When we did forces, basically there were five uranium companies and under a year there were 500 uranium companies. Uh, we brought forces from, you know, one of those no-name juniors to maybe top 25 at the time um, because we licensed the uranium mine and 
you know, we became um, an attractive proposition from the, from the uh, you know, production perspective. And I think Madison has that same opportunity where in Namibia, in fact, where we've had uh, a, a law of expiration for the past 10 years due to um, the moratorium that the government inflicted on uranium expiration. And during that time with lack of capital and lack of expiration, a lot of those really, really exciting blocks and concessions were let go, handed back to the government. And now these really, really key blocks are now just been redistributed to personalities like myself that have shown success in the country. So the, the ground- Talk to me about this listing too, because uh, you touched on the uh, listing on the CSE. Uh, was there anything unique about that listing? No, well, it was an IPO. It was, uh, it was, uh, oh. it was a, it was a transaction that we we put together through a series of of uh, asset sales, and and Madison Metals was an SPV that was set up during uh, one of those transactions, and then it was just left as a reporting issuer with a little bit of cash, and uh, shareholders looking at me saying, you know, Dwayne, what's next? You know, what what do you think? And I and I just found this uh, uranium market quite interesting, and we had uh, access to these great projects both in Kenora and in Namibia, so. I think the opportunity is really, really good for the shareholders. Well, let's talk about that opportunity. What do you see as the next steps or at least the future for Madison Metals? Yeah, so right now, pound in the ground, it seems to be the, uh, the investor's um, way of, of judging whether these companies are, um, are, are judging the value of these companies. So we're starting with 9 million pounds of uh, you know, compliant resources in the ground in Namibia. And we're uh, exploring and expanding those. And I think with our technology, uh, both um, experience in, in, uh, in Namibia, access to the ground, the quickness of which we can drill, and then of course using technology uh, that can uh, assess the quality of the uranium quite quickly. So uh, I think that's where the opportunity is gonna be is taking this from a nine million pound to a couple hundred million pounds. So, so the short-term opportunity is, is in Namibia. What about Kenora? Uh, what's the timeline on that? Kenora is drill ready. We've we've uh, we did some work uh, past summer. We've we've been on field uh, doing uh, mapping and trenching and and, uh, and doing some sampling that way. So we have three or four really key areas of this very large land package that we're ready to drill. So we're just preparing for a drill program in Kenora also. Wow, sounds exciting, Dwayne. We're gonna we're gonna build it by the drill bit, and I think that's the only way to take it from nine million pounds to a couple hundred million. Uh, in today's world, they're they're giving us about a, a buck a pound in the ground, so you know the math is real easy on this. So it's uh, we know what we need to do. We can do it. We can do it real quick, and I think that's just gonna translate to shareholder value rather quickly. We wish you continued success. Thanks so much, Dwayne. Thank you very much, Pat. Have a great day. Dwayne Parnham, Executive Chairman and CEO of Madison Metals.